You are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pittsfield campus. I'll stay right here. (laughs) Well, I know some of you, a lot of you that are regulars here in Pittsfield are just thinking, what in the world is going on? Bob McGann did announcements, usually Kathy does announcements. Where is Pastor Mike? What is going on here? So I want to let you know that your Pastor Mike played a trick on me, and really on all of you too. About maybe like six or eight weeks ago, he said, Pastor Mark and I have been talking, we really think you should share. How about April 10th? So we talked about it, and he said, I'll be there I'll help you, I'll encourage you. I said, okay, honey, I'll do, I'll do that. Maybe two weeks later, Pastor Mark went to Pastor Mike and said, could you go to California on the weekend of April 10th? <laughs> yeah, so I said, that's okay. We'll just do something different. We'll just have a question and answer time today about Pastor Mike. <laughs> So raise your hand if you have a question about Pastor Mike, and I'll be happy to answer that question. We have about 30 minutes, so go ahead, first one. No, we're not going to do that. If it is your first time here, my name is Kathy Mavity, and I do co-pastor this campus. I'm honored to do that with my husband, Mike, and he is away in California. Um, Yeah, thank you. So he's done all the speaking up until this point, and I've been really fine with that. I'm sure you have too. (laughs) So if it is your first time, please come back at least one more time so you can get to hear him. Don't base your impression on what goes on here based on what happens today. (laughs) But really, I do believe that God has given me a word for all of us, and I want to be obedient to share it with all of you. Last week, we started a new series called Go. You saw that introductory video. And Mike started off by talking about God calling us us to love him and to love others. He helped us see how how we might go one step further in loving our neighbors. And so this week in Life Group, if you're in Life Group, I hope you had a great time talking about that. I know in our Life Group, we, we tried to nail down, really, who's our neighbor, Right? Everybody. But I was really challenged by what he asked us to do. And some of you might be great at just like meeting people or let's just go with neighbors in your neighborhood at home. Maybe you can pick up the phone and call somebody you've never met before and say, hey, you want to come over to my house for dinner? Not me. (laughs) So he broke it down into baby steps for us, which I really loved. And he gave us things, practical things, like if we're out walking in our neighborhood, maybe if all we've done is wave at a neighbor, maybe we'd say hello with our voice instead of just waving. I can do that. So today we're going to continue with the series Go, and we're going to talk through Go as it relates to Go to the World. So what does go mean, the word go? I can do a Google search on my phone or on my computer, type in what I want to search for, 
but nothing happens till I hit go. So I looked up the definition just to give us a starting place and it says, move from one place or point to another to travel, to leave, or to depart. So the first thing that I want you all to know before we really dig into this is when I found out that I was going to share today, I didn't know what the topic was. So then I found out what the topic was and I cried out, Lord, what do I know that I can share with all these people about going to the world? I've never been outside of the United States except Canada. I've never been on a missions trip. Um, really, honestly, never had the desire to do either. So let's be honest. And there's been many times that I've prayed, please, God, don't send me. <laughs> great. You're all just sitting there like, great. I remember when Mike went to Africa. He's been a few times, so it was probably like the second or third time. The whole time he was gone, I was like, Lord, I just know he's going to come back and say we have to move there. Please, <laughs> please, no. You, you laugh, but that's the truth. And I've said the following things, not only once, but many times. I've never felt called to go on a mission trip. I don't have the time right now. My kids are still young. That excuse is running out quickly. I don't have the money for that. That's still the same. God will speak to me when it's the right time, and he isn't speaking. Maybe someday. I'm not qualified. God can't use me in the state I am with the circumstances going on in my life, or better yet, I bet he doesn't want to. Lord, it's really scary, and I'm really comfortable right here. <laughs> so I continued, Lord, I supported Pastor Mike all along and all these trips that he's been to, some here, some overseas, He's lots of experience, and he loves going into the world for your kingdom. And then it dawned on me, and I said, oh, maybe Mike will let me change the topic to how do we support those who go into the world? I thought it sounded really good. God said no. And I didn't even dare go to Mike and say, can I do that? So I said, Lord, why today, when Mike's not here, do you want me to get up for the first time and share? And then, why do you want me to share on a topic that I have no experience in and I really don't know much about? Well, the first question, I don't really feel like I've gotten an answer to, why he's not here. But I do believe that God revealed to me what he wanted me to share on this topic. And actually... It's really neat when you hear, when you're crying out to God and you're asking him for something and days go by and weeks go by and you're like, I have no idea. And then he speaks to you and your heart beats so fast and you just want to like jump up and down and go, okay, I heard, I got it. So I believe that what God wants me to share is about obedience. 
that obedience is the key to go. So what's your roadblock? Are you like me? Have you thought about or even said aloud those very things that I said? I'm not called. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. God will tell me when it's right. Maybe someday. How about this one? Have you ever thought, well, that's just not my thing? Sleeping on a mat, maybe? Or a hard pew in a church and not my own bed? Physical labor, Lord? Or even harder, you want me to go somewhere and speak to people about you, God? I don't have that courage. I'm not spiritual enough. I don't even know what your word says. Maybe I'm just getting into it. Maybe I've never even opened a Bible. Maybe you're like me and you've supported others who've gone on mission trips with prayer or financial help. We just did that, right? We had the uh, meal auction for the Philippines trip, and we all got to participate in that. That's awesome. I'm not saying those things are not good. They're all great. But while you're supporting others, have you ever assumed or do you assume that when Jesus said, go into the world, that he was just speaking to certain people? Do you think it's an option to go? Some of you maybe have had a stirring from the Holy Spirit to attend an information meeting like we're offering now for the Honduras trip here, maybe, you know, with another organization. But you had that stirring, and then the time went by between now and when the meeting is, and you chickened out, or you decided, you decided, "Mm, that must not have been God speaking to me. And how would you ever afford it anyway? So let's see what God has to say if you would open up your Bibles to Mark 16, 15. I want to let you know, if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles here that we would love to give to you. There's some on the back table. You can stop by the Info Hub afterwards. You can go back now, there and get one now. It's great to have a Bible, and it's really great to bring it to church. Some of you might have remembered Pastor Mike gave away a gift one time for bringing your Bible to church, so you never know. And the other thing about your Bibles, don't be embarrassed to look in the table of contents for how to find what you're looking for. There's no shame in that. I don't know where everything is in the Bible. I use my table of contents. So Mark 16, just one verse. And this is the Great Commission. You may have heard those words in your life. And the Gospel of Mark says it like this. And he said to them, them, he's speaking to his disciples, those he walked closely with, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. When Jesus said that, do you think he was talking to just his 12 disciples and not to all of us? Do you think 12 men could go into the entire world? And share the gospel. It's likely in a room this size, we're not all going to be called overseas or as full-time missionaries. Right? Who would still be here? We know the gospel needs to be spread in America. In Pittsfield, New Hampshire. 
and the communities all around here as well as around the world. And you don't have to turn to this one, but I'm going to read you Romans 10, 14, and 15 says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? So what about all those concerns that we all have? I bet we could spend today addressing each one of them. We could come up with the Christian answer. Oh, God will provide. God will take care of you. But think about maybe God wants to do something beyond your abilities. And he's far less intimidated by your limits than you are. I heard a pastor by the name of Stephen Furtick say this. God calls me. God equips me. God empowers me. God opens doors for me. My qualifications or lack thereof are irrelevant. So this go go thing, it must be holistic then, right? We must be willing to go wherever he sends us. And we must be willing to bring heaven to earth wherever that is, right? Our coffee mugs say that. I wonder if the key to this whole go thing really is obedience. And do you think that if we're obedient to what God calls us to, then he's going to make sure we're content and work things out? He tells us to go, so we don't have to wonder if he's going to give us opportunities. We don't have to worry about what those opportunities are going to be. Our job is to say, like Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. You can read that scripture in Isaiah 6, 8. 6, 8. And it's where God asks, whom shall I send and who will go? And Isaiah answers, here I am. Send me. It's hard though, right? Much easier to say than to do. My attitude reminds me of the story of Jesus, Jesus' conversation with the rich young ruler. You know that story? And I like the interpretation that Eugene Peterson gives in the message. The message is a Bible that is a interpretation, not a translation. But he writes it like this in Luke 18, 18 to 23. One day, one of the local officials asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to deserve eternal life? Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. You know the commandments, don't you? No illicit sex, no killing, no stealing, no lying. Honor your father and mother. He said, I've kept them all for as long as I can remember. When Jesus heard that, he said, then there's only one thing left to do. Sell everything you own and give it away to the poor. You will have riches in heaven. Then come follow me. This was the last thing the official expected to hear. He was very rich and became terribly sad. He was holding on tight to a lot of things and not about to let them go. I don't think this story is necessarily about money or only money. We don't want to sacrifice our comfort 
Whatever that looks like for each one of us, it's different. But we become worried about what we're going to have to give up. Mike and I were in a place a few years ago. I don't know, I'll lose track of time, but I would say probably five years ago, maybe. And we really felt like God, he had been an associate pastor at Grace Capital Church for quite a while, learning, learning so much, but that God was calling him to a new level of leadership. But we really didn't know what that was going to look like. And Mike came to me and he said, we, we need to be obedient to wherever and whatever God calls us to. And he said, if we're obedient, it will be okay. It will be even more than okay. But I had such a hard time surrendering because of all my fears. I, had, I told you I hadn't said, Lord, send me. I would said, Lord, don't send me. I was so worried about where would he send us. And I really had two major things that I didn't want to give up, that I was holding on tightly to. One was, I don't want to leave my church, Lord. I love Grace Capital Church. I was saved. I came to know you through Grace Capital Church. I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, lots of you probably have had lots of church experience, not me. And so I'm very fearful of that. And I didn't want to move away. So last week, if you were here last week, Pastor Mike said something to the effect of, Kathy and I might get cross with each other once in a while. (laughs) And then he said, and usually it's all her fault. Do you remember that? Okay, well, I want to clarify that. And the, the first thing is, I have never used the word cross in my life. And I probably never would. But if I think about what does the word cross mean to me, it means something like my son has breakfast, he gets up from the table to go get ready for school, and he leaves his glass on the counter and doesn't go put it in the dishwasher. So I walk, call him down. Jake comes down, look at him, raise my eyebrows. Please put your dish in the dishwasher. It doesn't change from yesterday. It's still the same rule day after day. That, to me, could be cross. Okay? Mike and I very rarely get cross with each other. We get mad. We argue, and we don't argue quietly. We argue loud, okay? And we have a wonderful marriage, and we love each other like crazy. So, I think that, as I'm saying that, that's a word for some of you here today. You're thinking... Some days, did I marry the wrong person? We argue. We're cross with each other a little bit. We argue a lot. So is this going to get any better? Don't give up. Don't give up. Marriage is hard, hard 
work, and it's hard for everybody. If somebody tells you that it's not, they're not telling the truth. It's hard. So we're no different than all of you. And the other thing that I'm really grateful, number one, your, your pastor, Mike, loves you all so much. And he loves God first before he loves all of you. And he loves God first before he loves me. So he goes to God. And I, the reason why we argue a lot, he, he likes to resolve things. I would much rather say my piece, let him say his piece, or even vice versa, and then we're done. Go off and just let it be. Let, let God work it out. But I'm so thankful that I married a man that cares enough about me and our marriage that he'll see it through to be resolved. So I want you to know that about him. And male and female, right? We're totally different animals, different creatures, different backgrounds. You know, God created this marriage thing, right? But we're like, we come together with different upbringings and different personalities. So don't give up. Don't give up. Okay, back to my story. So when I finally did surrender, and and I'll tell you, I say I surrendered, but I probably really never did surrender completely and fully trusting God. But he, he knew my heart. He knew I was trying to do that. I was trying to say, Lord, okay, I'll be obedient wherever you send me, whatever it is. Right after that, Pastor Peter Bonanno, who is the founder of Grace Capital Church, came to Mike and they were talking, and they both felt this stirring to start a campus here in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this was quite a while ago. And they both felt like Mike would be the campus pastor. Now, if you remember the two things that I said I was fearful of and why I was having such a hard time surrendering was I didn't want to leave my church and I didn't want to move. So getting to the point where God actually made a way for us to be here was a long process, and it was challenging, and it was very difficult at times. But as soon as I was obedient to his voice, he showed me it would be okay. Here I am, Lord, send me. And really, God's voice in the go is the same to all of us. How we go can look differently. Jesus told us to go. He commissioned us, and he also created us for this. And let's look at that. If you turn to Genesis 1.28, Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Go came from way back when he created Adam and Eve. So what does go require of each of us personally, right? That's why we come to church. We don't come to church to hear necessarily about what it means for everybody else. We, we come and say, Lord, what does this message have to do with me? And I think for each one of us, it has to do with faith 
and obedience. And we need both. The faith to believe that wherever God calls us to go, he will give us the peace that it will be okay. And obedience to actually go wherever he tells us to go. But that one step further, we need to be obedient before he calls us to a specific place. We can be just obedient to his voice. Go into all the world by saying, yes, God, here I am, and send me ahead of time. Before you know where he's going to send you, decide to be obedient. I believe that obedience is the key to go. Saying yes to God before he tells us to go somewhere specific. Surrendering our lives to him and trusting that he told us to go. So he's going to handle the rest. He created us for this. You might have noticed when I opened up, I didn't say in my introduction that I was so excited to be here preaching today or I'd just been waiting and waiting for Mike to come to me and say it's your day it's your day (laughs) I didn't say I wasn't nervous and you can tell I am I didn't say I felt qualified because I don't but what I did say is I want to be obedient to his voice to what God asked of me Some of the ladies and I have been going through this wonderful Bible study, Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. And it's amazing how God lines things up. And the whole study, you know, I can guarantee you 100%, there's no way that the series that was decided to do here at church had anything to do with the Bible study or vice versa. God just lined that all up in the timing. And in this, in this Bible study, we're just, we're, the ladies and I, we're having a great time like learning about each other, connecting more, and also just really learning about how to discern God's voice and grow closer to him. So I want to tell you some things that we learned in this study because they really do go right along with these series. And if you remember, we did the Whisper series, we did Supernatural, we did Roots, and now Go. So the more you know and believe to be true about who God is and what he can do, the more willing you become to obey what he commands. So our job is to get to know him. And even when doing something that seems impossible, God's peace will accompany your actions if it's his will. You may not feel confident in your own ability, but you can grow in confidence in his God graciously gives us his peace so he can demonstrate his supernatural activity in our lives. You may feel ill-equipped to handle many things God calls you to do, but when you sense his peace, he's encouraging you to step out in obedience. When you obey, you will experience his supernatural power operating through you to do it. And this one is my favorite. How you choose to respond to God is more important than hearing from him. Have you ever thought about that? And we get to choose. We get to choose. 
So our call to action, really, I mean, mine, I had to obediently surrender to God and trust him enough to say, here I am, Lord, send me. And it was really, really hard for me to do, and I didn't want to do it for a very long time. But I know I can trust him. Jason, if you want to come with the worship team. I know that whatever he calls me to do, it will be good. It might not be easy. It, it probably won't. It might not be comfortable. It probably won't. And it might cost me something. It might cost you something. But you can know that it will be good because God's plans for us are good. They're better than we could ever imagine ourselves. The worship team is going to play a song that is so fitting for today. And our worship pastor, Richie, wrote this song when he actually was headed out to the Trinidad with a team of people. And so let's let them lead us in that. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com. 